from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals post-game edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor. With Chris Rankle, it's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. It felt kind of like a playoff game. It was ugly, but the Bengals found a way to win, and they're back at 3-3. Three and, three. and it feels like that's what they do in the playoffs, right? I mean, the Baltimore game last year, the Just Tennessee win, game baby. two that's years ago, the Vegas game. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the truth to it. Um, listen, there's a lot they got to clean up, and we'll get to some of that later on. But, uh, you know, that's this is the kind of win that gets you to either can stay in the playoff race and be a playoff team or knocks you out. And it sounds simplistic. Two and four is so much worse than three and three. But three and three to go into the bye, kind of take a deep breath and go, after all the stuff that's gone on from Burrow's calf to some injuries to inconsistent play to bad play at times, to win three of your last four and be three and three, th- this was huge to get out of this game with a victory. And especially because the rest of the division all got wins. Yeah. They were playing. Pittsburgh was out. Cleveland somehow finds a way with the third-string quarterback to beat the Niners. Baltimore beats Tennessee. So the Bengals still in the thick of it. In this game, it, you knew it was going to be a test because of what Seattle's good at. Their defense is good. They're very efficient with the offense. Uh, we'll start with... The Bengals' offense came out firing two quick touchdowns, and it looked like everything was going well. They're building on that Arizona win, but what happened? It disappeared in the second half. Great question, because that's what Zach Taylor had. When he was asked that question, he said, great question. And Joe Burrow said, got to look at the tape. I really don't know. I think they were puzzled. I know Joe said that it was asked about you know some adjustments maybe that Seattle made, and he said they did, and, and they just didn't handle them very well. Um, you know, They never ran it well all day consistently. That's a big part of it. It felt like um, you know Joe did have the mobility back, but it felt like they were trying to play in a phone booth again, and that's what Seattle does. They play that old Seattle cover three, and they literally will say, you want to take your eight-yard completions, keep doing it, and we're eventually going to knock one loose, or we're going to get your quarterback, or we're going to harass your quarterback and overthrow it, and you have to be patient. And, and they really were until then they weren't. And then Joe throws the interception to Jamar Chase up the sideline. That seemed to flip it. I mean, the last nine drives, and, and i got to count the last kneel down as part of this because it makes the stat even uglier. <laughs> the last nine drives of this game, that offense had 88 yards in 35 plays and five first downs. Um, as you mentioned, the first two drives, it looked like, okay, just like last week, they are going to click off 35 points today. And they didn't even come close to that. It was it was downright ugly the last nine drives. Of and the day. some of that you have to give credit to Seattle sure. because they made the adjustments. Yeah. And this and is a very good Seattle defense. Yeah, I mean they Jamal Adams was back today, and you saw him make a difference. Uh, you know, Witherspoon I like a lot. He made a couple big plays. They got a nice front. Bobby Wagner's been doing his thing for a thousand years. So you're right. They've they've got a good team, and to their credit. That's what good teams are going to do. They're going to adjust, and the Bengals never could find a rhythm after those first two drives. Jamar Chase said he was always open, like 7-11. Uh, he did not quite have the 192-yard performance he had the week before. I, who's the go-to guy on this offense right now? Because it, it seems like if it's not Jamar, it's... That's the problem. I mean, it's really Jamar or bust at this point. I mean, they got Trenton Irwin involved last week, but T. Higgins was back, and they kind of alternated. T. will be a part of this, again, moving forward, but coming off the, the rib injury, and, and they were never going to target him a ton. You know, Tyler Boyd had a okay game. I mean, he caught seven balls, but for 38 yards, that's like check down kind of yardage. They don't run, as I mentioned, consistently well. Um, they've got some stuff to clean up during this bye week just because they just they don't have a bunch of pieces at the moment that are worked. The tight end is non-existent. It is literally, you're right, Jamar Chase or bust. I mean, they, they one of the drives for a touchdown, it was a 30-yard pass to Chase and a, and a 23-yard pass to Chase, and that got him into range. And then after that, everything fell flat. It feels like you take Jamar Chase away, and they can't force feed him, this offense doesn't do much at the moment, and that's got to change. The defense, however, as much as the offense struggled, the defense did give up a lot of yards. They showed what they have been the last couple of weeks, giving up chunk plays, struggling at points, but 
boy, when they needed a stop and they needed to play time and time again, they came up with it. Yeah, I love every time we talk to Lou Anarumo um, during the week. He's funny about stuff like we'll, we'll talk to him about, you know, bending and not breaking. He always just leans back and goes, yards don't equal points. And that was the mantra of the guys. And he's right. It is true. I mean, yards don't equal points. You know what does? If you get it across that white line, it's the goal line, or you kick it through. But today was just exceptional. I mean, four red zone, four low red zone trips in the second half alone, and they turn them away time and again. Three turnovers on downs, one interception. They get three points out of four low red zone trips. You do that in a game as an offense, you get to the red zone four times in a game, let alone in a half, let alone in the low. I mean, they had first and goal at the four, first and goal at the five, first and goal at the nine, uh, and first and ten at the 11, just outside the 10-yard line, but in the red zone, and got three points to show for it. That is a spectacular performance, and this isn't something new. This defense does excel in the red zone. They communicate well. Um, Cam Taylor-Britt made a good play where he recognized exactly what the play is, he said. It was a comeback round. He batted away at the pylon. Mike Hilton intercepted a pass to Jackson Smith and Jingba, and he said, I saw that on film. It was number 16 who ran it. That's Tyler Lockett. He said, but as soon as he went in motion, I knew exactly where they were going to go, and he literally ran the route for him. And so some of it you go, well, it's probably lucky, right? It's not. It's film study. It's communication. It's taking pride when they get down there, and they were outstanding at it today. Happy for our guy, Mike. You can see him on Bengals Nation Wednesdays with the Kroger OTR Eater. He had to fill in that plug there. Well done. Cam Taylor-Britt once again comes up with an interception. Uh, we'll give Geno Smith a little bit of leeway because yeah. it looked like a miscommunication. It did. He's throwing it to nobody. But what a catch. Cam came out with that diving catch, showing off that athleticism. All of a sudden, the guy that got thrust into playing time on Halloween last year and maybe was a little bit of liability as he was learning, is turning into a really good corner in front of our eyes. Yeah, he'll give a big, big play now and again. He's a little bit aggressive. He loves the physicality. He loves to be part of the run game. I love that about him. Um, you know, you go back to last week, you can argue right place, right time for the pick six, but that's part of this game, right place, right time, and he, and he got the pick six. As I mentioned the interception as you mentioned was spectacular and the return so forget the return the return got them into field goal range they did not get a first down after that return that field goal by Evan McPherson made it 17-13 how much of a difference is that at the end of the game for what Seattle could have done I don't believe they got a yard it's no, not that they didn't get a yard right, right. it was four plays zero yards I think they had a couple one and a couple back but yeah four plays zero yards he got them that field goal and again, the play down by the goal line, uh, he, he was really, really good today. And he is becoming a top-notch cornerback very quickly. This has been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Recap Edition, brought to you by Blake, the Attorney Mazley.